Wake up, everyone. It's Christmas. No, just kidding. Good morning. You're listening to Drinking Socially, the official untapped podcast. Your weekly look into what's happening in the untapped community and the world of beer. This episode is brought to you by Untapped and the Untapped Store. Use the coupon code PODCAST to get 20% off your next purchase. Didn't get a gift for someone? Just tell them to use the word PODCAST and buy themselves <laughs> something cool. The Untapped Store got your back because I don't know if it would get to you in time for Christmas by the time you see this. Um, so there you go. A little pro tip. Write a cool little card. Coupon code inside. You're sorry to send a text, depending on really how much you want to mail it in. Honestly, um, that's the best gift. Text all of your friends and tell them to use the coupon code podcast for 20%. That would be great. <laughs> you buy everyone a present, you spend $0. Boom. That's right. Information's valuable. Never forget that. Um, yeah. That's and make it. sure to like this podcast if if you value Harrison's Rush Poster Collection. Subscribe so that you can get updates when we release new stuff. Uh, do either one of those. Do it right now. We'll wait. <clears throat> well, John, we did it again. Accidentally put Christmas lights in our sweaters. Well, your sweater. No, I mean, that, that was not an accident. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. And that's good. That's good. What I'm talking about is completing another season of Drinking Socially. That's right. Today is the finale of season four, the unofficial official year of the lager. We laughed. We cried. Maybe. We certainly drank some beer and checked them in. And how many, which ones? Well, we should all know the answer to that by now because 2021's Year in Beer came out and we're going to cover ours together today as well. I can't wait to once again be the Robin to your Batman when it comes to Year in Beer. Big fan of tights, um, <laughs> which I guess they both have. But True. Um, anyway, we'll also give a final update on the Drinking Socially badge. Short answer, you guys crushed it. Longer answer, well, that's for later in the show. And I have it on good authority that John's lined up some delicious surprises for tonight's show to help all of you to continuing to level up the badge, which you have actually until January 19th, 2022 to do. So you got a little 2022? Yeah, to do. Okay, good. Um, so not, not quite in the rush uh, panic stage of cramming that the beer to the badge yet. But I'm pumped to see what John has in his Santa's bag, if you will, later in the episode. And speaking of 2022, I uh, hope we don't have to say that much next year. 2021 <laughs> is almost over. And man, this year flew by. I feel like it was like just a couple episodes ago we were talking about enjoying some Ramslord and dreaming up Ramslord Day 2022 with new grass brewing. That was back in March. I know. We also learned this year that aliens exist, and it wasn't even the biggest story that week. It was like no one could handle any more over-the-top information, so everybody ignored it. And honestly, I'm hopeful that Ramslord Day happens this year, too. I think it's a great idea. Okay. Uh, anyways, Harrison's right. There's a lot to reminisce about. Beers, jokes, long-winded Harrison stories. It would mean a lot to us if you took a few minutes and told us your favorite moments from this year's season as well. Just comment below if you're on YouTube or leave a review on uh, the podcast player you're using or send us a DM on Untap. That's a great way to do it as well. 
Yes, 2022 is going to be a pretty wild year. Right now, we're trying to get untapped to put the bill for John and I to do an episode in space. Everyone's going to space now. It's like the new Jersey Shore or something. <laughs> Not yet. Um, <laughs> we're also trying to plan some more live interactive episodes, and there's a good chance that either space or the live episodes happens. I don't know which one. We'll just have to wait and see. Probably space. But for tonight, put your feet up, grab your favorite sign as Harrison and I find ourselves in an all too familiar Lagerville one more time. But something's different. It smells like someone is trying to burn Lagerville down. What do we mean? One of the most historic beers of all time has the answer. And it's hopefully one that most of you can grab without any problem and help push your drinking socially badge to the max. Even if drinking it might, even if drinking might not be everyone's cup of beef jerky tea. Yeah, right. Hmm, beef jerky tea. That sounds delicious. And after we rescue Lagerville from Smoky Doom, hopefully you'll join me in diving deeper into John's bag. But first, the badge. Yes, the badge that we're featuring for this final episode of season four is the Drinking Socially Badge named Drinking Socially Badge Season 4. <laughs> so it's not a huge... Um, as Harrison pointed out, you have until January 19th, 2022, to check in any of the beers that Harry and I have drank and reviewed on Season 4. So you can level up that badge through January 19th. Every unique check-in is going to help you level up that badge. And a special note, if... You, this is a, a retroactive badge, so if you drank one of the beers we're about to drink, even if you drank it two months ago, once we add it to the Drinking Socially badge, you'll get credit for that if you check into another beer. Did did we ever tell anyone about this in the early days of the badge? Hmm. Honestly, that was a long time ago. I think we mentioned it. Well... At least it's nice to know now, and we've still got plenty of time as we get ready to close out this badge in the next few weeks. That's right. And there may be one last chance to capitalize on this. If you celebrated your Merry Christmas, Happy New Year a little early, uh, we'll see. First, let's talk about the beer we're bringing on to close out Season 4. It's a doozy. It's a classic one. It's hard to pronounce. I say that a lot. I'm going to try my best. So this is the, oh no, John set me up well for that. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Eich Schenkerla Rausch beer. I, I'm going to say you think you got it. Yeah, it's close enough. Dramatic language. Um, so that I speak every day. Um, anyway, so Marzen, which is important. So yeah. if, you're, if you know what we're talking about, you know. If you're not, you're like, what is this beer? It's a Rausch beer. It's a Marzen. That's a crazy brewery name. So essentially, this beer is like the OG smoke beer. And I want to run through the stats real quick. Then we'll open it up and we're going to have a, a good old time with it. But uh, so brewed by Schlenkerla Brewery. So they're in Bomberg, um, Varia. And coming in at, so it's a, technically a Rausch beer. 5.1% ABV, about 30 IBUs. And from the brewery, it's Bomberg Specialty a dark bottom fermented smoked beer brewed with an original Schalenkerla smoke malt from the Schalenkerla maltings and tapped according to the old tradition directly from the gravity-fed oakwood cask. 
in the 14th century brewery taverns. There's like, it's is a brew pub technically in Bomberg. Um, yeah, they're still serving this thing out of old wooden barrels. But today ours comes in a bottle. John's already opened his. It looks like first sips may have happened or maybe we're just doing first nope, sips. No, nope, couldn't get past the first smell, really. <laughs> this is, this is, what are you Woo! doing to me? Right, we're going out with a bang. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Woo! Ah, yes. All right, I'm going to dive into mine. But this is, yeah, so like, obviously, Roush beers are beers that some people hate, other people tolerate. No, there are people that love them. These kind of beers are a special place in my heart, which we'll, I'll talk too much about tonight, probably. But yeah, the first time you have one, if you're not expecting it, it's like, oh, this tastes like a bunch of smoke. Yeah, it smells like... Well, I didn't. Beef jerky tea was more accurate than I expected. You can see Harrison. Yes, his face looks really right. excited. It's My cold face really ham water. This is, oh, cold man. ham water. Cold ham water. Better than hot ham water. Oh man, soup. there's going to be some American cold. breweries that start releasing Roush beers <laughs> called cold ham water cold next water. next Christmas. Would be mm. perfect. All right, let me dive in. John's face is doing a lot of moving, a lot of this might this might be my first no on the drinking socially (laughs) podcast. (laughs) I'm gonna give it some time. I'm gonna give it another. I want you to explain to me what I'm tasting. Open up a little bit here. Yeah, so this is right. So smoked beers. Long story short, they uh, yeah they're smoking their malt so they're known as uh, in a different way um actually so i brewed a version of this beer out of the creek where we use beechwood smoked malt and that's where you're getting like an actual smoke flavor from but the brewery is known as the historic smoked beer brewery uh it's been around since 1405 this has been called the most historic beer in the world obviously it's been around for a while that helps yeah. with that uh but yeah. there again yeah, they're in, again, Bomberg in Germany. And so this beer itself, there's kind of three different versions of it. So the Roush beer is kind of like where it all begins. They do an Urbach, a Marzen, which we have tonight, and then a, a Weizen, a wheat beer as well. All of them using that smoke malt as part of the grain bill. And it does impart this like really, obviously, smoky flavor. And if this is too much, and again, it's it's cool. Beyond that, it's a really great Marzen. I mean, it's like beautiful looking. It's actually really dark. Um, Super, yeah, it's great. Right, you know, like almost like it's like a porter or brown ale in there. Almost, um, you know, for me, the yeah, sure, the smoke hits you in the face. I mean, you drink it, but there is like this nice kind of malty lager dancing under it. But it's hard to miss the smoke. It really is, and that's they're not. You know, that's that's not to be. Uh, that's to be expected rather most people drink this the first time and they're like yuck this is gross or weird or whatever i will say a couple things about this first of all this is a great beer to cook with if you bought it and you're like i don't know what to do with this but i don't like it great cook with it your chili is half done exactly right drop it in your chili um you know it's got a lot of flavor however if you want to get into smoked beers Still stick with Schlenkerla, but they have a Helles lager that has no smoked malt in it. But, and this is really cool, 
they take the yeast out of this beer and after it's done fermenting, repitch just the yeast into the Hellas lager and the smoke you know, flavor goes into that yeast as well and transfers into the Hellas lager. But it's very, very, very light. It's not leading with smoke. It just kind of a single note in what is otherwise like a very crisp and refreshing Hellas lager. So it's a really that's a very cool experience to taste it, to think, oh, there might be smoke malt in here, and then to learn no smoke malt in that beer. It came from this beer. This beer is is you know why it it smelled like that. So kind of like the um, right the the junior version of of this big guy right here. But I mean, if you're expecting to smoke, it's I, as I was. It's I think it's pretty delicious. But it is you know it's right. It's cold ham water, I guess, which is not a knock. I love ham. I need water to live. Um, ooh. It's so smooth. It's a trip, though. It is one of those beers, right? I mean, now you got breweries putting like ham in beers. You don't need True. to just smoke some malt. This is more. I mean, for me, I I, I have a, an amazing father in law. He loves smoking meats. He's built his own smokers, and every time I go to visit him, we have to go to the garage where there's meat smoking uh, all the time. Yep. And, <laughs> This, this the nose on this beer and the taste of this beer put me in his garage and it usually comes with delicious meat and smoke like so this is like a shortcut to going to visit my father-in-law it's not it's kind of growing on me as it warms up and i can kind of take sips and try and take it apart this isn't going to be my next favorite christmas beer <laughs> but what i think i would be really excited i would love to cook with this beer this is yeah. like there's flavor gold in here. You could braise meats in here. You could just add it to your chili and add a can of beans and say mm -hmm. you're the best cook in the world. This is yeah. this is really interesting. Yes. I, I'm, I'm grateful that you brought it to the podcast, even though it's not my favorite beer of the year. Uh, <laughs> I'm grateful that you brought it because it's one of those things where like, I would, I relish the chance to share this with someone and, and see what they think of it too. Right. I think it's one you're either in love with it from square one, or you have to battle with it to figure it out. You're pretty familiar with this beer. Aren't you Harrison? Do you used to make something like this before? That's right. Yes, John. Thank you for bringing that up. So again, acquired taste, obviously we went all over that. But when I was at the Shemini Creek, our head brewmaster, Jeremy Myers, he trained in Germany. We brewed tons of German beers, German-style beers. Amazing uh, place to, to further my brewing career. And, yeah, we had, he had this idea, this goal to always make like a Roush beer. A Bomberg-style smoked Hellas is what he wanted to make specifically. And so we figured why, you know, when, why not just do the best we can and went out and actually got to the yeast that Schlenkerle uses. You can actually buy their house yeast, which is kind of crazy, pitch and ferment it. And so we brewed, but um, the yeast is kind of funny. It gets better at being yeast the more you use it. So we brewed a Hellas lager with it. Uh, this is uh, the not. This is not the smoked yeast. This was actually, I guess it must... Uh, <laughs> So yeah, right. It was original yeast. So it was, it had the, it came from one of their Marzins, one of their Roush beers, um, brewed a Hellas Lager with it, brewed our Marzin with it, and then put it into a Bomberg style Hellas that went on to win a bunch of Great American Beer Festival medals. And I got to brew it that day, um, which is pretty cool. So yeah, 
maybe I'm certainly biased. I know I get why people are like, this is goofy, not my thing. But for me, it's like, ah, a little memory of um, brew days. And really, for a while, one of the coolest parts about that beer was we had just bags of Beechwood smoked malt, just special delivery for that beer, just kind of sitting in the cellar um, and in the grain room. And we would just go in there and just smell the bags like we brewed with them there's just smelled amazing because it's very it's it was much more faint we didn't use as much beechwood as they did uh, there's much smoked malt um but uh but yeah it was pretty cool the beer is called croydon is burning it's out there uh if you're nearby neshemony creek cool side story i think i've mentioned it before this is the original name for that beer was meat juice so not as cool as ham water but um, there's tons of inside stories behind that. It's not as probably perverse as maybe some people are thinking. Not at it had all. to do with someone's nickname. Um, That's not helping my case. Anyway, it's not. <laughs> Just keep your minds out of the gutter. Um, but it was originally called Meat Juice. We decided that wouldn't do well <laughs> in the public perception of the beer for many reasons. And so we named it Croydon is Burning. Um and yeah, it's now won, I think, three Great American Beer Festival medals uh, in the smoke beer category. So very cool. Went That's, to the source and it did us well. I, I remember, I, I wish it was called Meat Juice and I wish I could get a Meat Juice t-shirt. I think right, there's does. a missed opportunity there. I know, but I agree. What, one, when I first met you at Untapped so many years ago, uh, Roush beers and smoked beers came up and you were like one of the new guys uh, on the floor <laughs> Right. And I remember you saying like Baumberg is like the capital of smoke beer in the world. I'm like, how the heck yep. does he know this? Uh, <laughs> so it's now like seven years later, however long it's been that I finally <laughs> kind of piece all that together. Right. Um, and so from once it came, I normally, you know, we'll sit and dwell on a beer for a little while, but let's, you know, maybe we'll just, you keep enjoying that for yeah, a minute. You and I, you. I think we need to also, before we wrap up season four, we should acknowledge the drinking socially Facebook group. We've yes. talked about it a few times. We're in there. There's members of the group that are like, kind of become like family and you see their, what they're drinking, what they're posting. So we should definitely yeah. talk about the year in beer. 2021 was a great part of that. Absolutely. I know. The 2021 saw the Such Picture Group. It was more active than ever. People posting right trips they were on, new beers they discovered, milestones hitting untapped. It was it was so cool. So love you guys. Keep it going. Um, keep sharing stuff. And if you're not in there yet, join it. It's open to everybody. A great place to share um, you know, what you're doing and the beers you're enjoying or you're enjoying them with. Yeah, it's we we set the bar pretty high in, in early in 2021. It was January 1st. That was the most active day in the group. There were 58 posts in that day, which is yeah. kind of exciting and great. But it's actually a lot. If you're in that group, you're probably like, "All right, guys, <laughs> like let's calm down." Right. Um, so <laughs> a challenge to get to 60 posts in a day in 2022. But let's do it early. Let's do it on January 1st. Everybody share their favorite New Year's, unless you're doing dry January in that case you're probably not listening to this podcast so that's right 60 posts in a day and then let's kind of calm it down we can uh, do going it. into next year right Harry yeah we can do it and again it's free to join and our busiest times on um in the Facebook group are Saturdays around 8 p.m so 
now you know. Um, but that's that's pretty cool that so you can jump in there on Saturday night and be around a bunch of other people sharing beers um, wherever they may be. Yeah, and it's. I think one of the things about Facebook that I cling to is that group. It's generally pretty supportive. We all like beer. We all like Untapped. Some of the most recent top engaged posts, TJ shared yeah. he unlocked level 100 in the new brew thursday Ooh. which is like that's an impossible thing it's to a do. long journey cheers tj <laughs> now what do you do on thursday yeah, right. is what, what i'd like to do? know um i saw karen shared that her daughter brought her back a bottle of sam adams utopias i think that was an early christmas present uh, one of those beers harrison have you ever had that beer yes we had it together i'm pretty sure and it was gonna be. It was gonna be my hey, thousand, okay. yeah, it was my thousandth unique. I've told this horrible story on this podcast before. It was all set. It was like nine ninety eight. I was like, all right, cool. I'll go down to the untapped bar in the office. I'll grab a pint or whatever. I'll check that in, and then I'll come upstairs and have Utopias. That'll be a thousand. And then some brought the bottle near our desk, and I followed them into the room. We were gonna the bottle share room. We we're all gonna enjoy it in. And I just got lost in the moment, and I drank it, and I was like, yeah, and, and took the picture, checked it in, and was waiting for it to pop up, and, like, nothing showed up. And I was like, oh, I never went down and got the other break. So it's like 999th check-in, uh, unique check-in on Untapped. So, yeah, good uh, good, good times, <laughs> almost. There's a, there's, there's a post in the Facebook group recently about someone that wanted to check a whale in for their, uh, I think it was their 5,000th beer. You're not the only person that remembers their 999th check <laughs> uh, on accident. Um, one of the things I want to bring up here really quick, uh, is trending recently. Andrew stated, uh, kind of a hot take, especially Ooh. with Harrison in the room. He'd rather be drinking celebrator than celebration. What's your view on that hot take, Harrison? And maybe do me a favor and explain what Celebrator is, just in case not everyone has imbibed in the Angry yes. Goat. The Angry Goat. So Anger's Celebrator, their Doppelbach, amazing beer, one of the best lagers in the world. We were trying to get it for tonight, but unfortunately sold out around town. It seems like John did some impromptu research right at the source, and it seemed like Celebrator's been little tricky to get a hold of um so bummed about that but um yeah i'm happy i don't live in a world where i have to choose i can drink celebration and celebrator it's tough for me to say this because it is the year of the lager but i'm gonna go with celebration by a hair just because i mean i'm already on my second 12 pack of the season i'm gonna try and do two more um you know i love that beer everyone knows that celebrator is amazing but celebration is i don't know it's just got a little little bit of an edge what about you john what would you pick well i I think given the choice and the year that it is i would have felt inclined to pick the celebrator that's a great beer we drank a uh, double bock we talked about how good they were but you know, if you're in the same sort of situation that I am where you're hunting for a beer because you have to record a podcast and you really right. want to find it, but you can't find it, <laughs> maybe you'll be fortunate enough to find a replacement. So We're going I, to picked the bag. Up, I picked up a little something from Michigan called Dragon's Milk. We've talked about this beer so many times on the podcast. It's almost it. Christmas. Let's let's crack let's crack this open and enjoy a little bit of dragon's milk instead. Ah, dragon's milk. Yeah. So this is uh, here. I'll pour mine. You go ahead and tell the people what they want to know about dragon's milk. Mm. 
So for those of you stat checkers, Dragon's Milk comes from New Holland Brewing. It ranks 11% ABV. And on Untapped overall, it holds a 4.06 rating after over 270,000 check-ins and ratings. So this beer uh, has a bit of uh, a, a cult following, even though it's become more and more easy to get. So... Uh, New Holland will tell us that throughout the ages, dragon's milk has been used as a term to describe potent ales and elixirs worthy of celebration, a reward at the end of a journey. Give me some dragon's milk. We are the proud (laughs) stewards, New Holland says, of that ancient tradition today, handcrafting each batch of dragon's milk bourbon barrel aged stout in Holland, Michigan. Uh, The best liquid in the house is now yours. Roasted malt will give you notes of coffee and chocolate married with sweet undertones of vanilla and oak from a three-month stay in bourbon barrels. And they'll also do this in a bunch of different variants. You've seen like chocolate mint and orange and I think caramel. There's been a whole bunch of different flavors. Harrison and I went with the OG Dragon's Milk. The first time I ever had this, it had like a foil wrap on the top. It's kind of cool to see the branding. And I'm excited to drink it, Harrison. So please uh, buy me some time to pour this. <laughs> you tell me, is, right. it, is it good? Is it still as good as I remember? It is. It's it's very much like I remember it. I mean, I, I've had it years ago, um, <clears throat> really. And it was one of those beers that, I don't know, 10 years ago or so, if not, yeah, around 10 years ago or so, like one of those beers everyone freaked out about. I remember learning about it on like a beer advocate forum, I think. People kept talking about how silky smooth it was. Never had a stout that smooth. It wasn't on nitro. All this kind of hype around it. Um, so I'm enjoying it in my beer advocate glass to commemorate that as the, the place where I first learned about Dragon's Milk. Um, yeah, nice kind of little punch of bourbon in there. Dark chocolates. You know, all the stuff you want, like a big... It's big. You get that it, the nice heat of the, the booze in this, too, which is welcoming on a, a cold winter's night. Um, also love, I didn't know this, but the Dragon's Milk term described a potent ale elixir worthy of celebration, kind of the reward, the end of a journey. Here we are, the end of season four, enjoying wow. our Dragon's Milk. Maybe every beer thought it's a Dragon's Milk, I guess, technically. Um, but uh, sometimes things work out like that. It's like a magical Disney movie. And here we are doing it, living it. In, enjoying. For me, this one, this this beer, there was uh, a time Ooh. before I worked at Untapped. I worked at a North Carolina grocery store in their uh, beer program. And the guy who was like had way up in charge of, of the uh, beer and beverage decision for that grocery store, his one request was that anytime we launched a new store, you had to have dragon's milk available. It was his favorite beer. He reasonably drink one of these and your whole day's turned around. It's 11% but it's a sneak. And so that was my introduction. And I was like, man, I don't know if we'll be able to get this. Let me talk to every distributor in the States right. and see if right. we're, and it's gotten much easier now. And I understood yeah. I fell in love with this beer. The first time we kind of had our exchange, him and I, he was like, well, take a growler of dragon's milk home with you and tell me how much you love it. And the next day it's a good thing. I was younger then. don't ever take, this is an advice. This is a command. Please don't ever take a growler of dragon's milk home with you to see if you like it. That's a horrible idea, but I I would probably do it again, given the chance. That'll knock you out. And 
Chip Pollock knows a little bit about that. So he dropped something in the Facebook group you mentioned having to do with this beer, doing some experimenting himself at home, um, which we love and encourage. This is back in March of this year. What was what was Chip getting into with Dragon's Mouth, John? So Chip did one of my favorite things. He, uh, he, I'll quote him in the Facebook group. I finally picked up a French press and I started playing around with some stouts thanks to one of your old podcasts. Just made one with dragon's milk, <laughs> donuts, coffee, and coconut. Freaking delicious. Probably not the best idea on a work night. This is going to get expensive. <laughs> Just upping the levels. But I mean, so he took this beer and basically made his own variant with a French press by adding donuts, coffee, and coconut. I love it. Good night. That would be it. expensive. That's probably yes. more of a Friday thing. Definitely but, a Friday early afternoon things you know so plenty of time to recover i'm just laughing about like the helpline for that french press company they're getting called from people listening to this podcast going how do i clean donuts out of my french press what do you what, what do why you, is there donuts you know? in it for coffee <laughs> right that's after the coffee sir your or what about the coconut and the uh and the and the toffee and stuff <laughs> why is that in your french press you don't know how to use this thing no nah, i do john airstone um, yeah i get have a get to if you're if you're affluent right. enough or just stop <laughs> drinking coffee and use one for beer keep those separate or you yeah. know you do you but it's hard to clean the toffee out afterwards yeah yeah, yeah. kind of just straight to the garbage Ooh, yeah. But this is yeah a lot of vanilla a lot of oak in here you know it's only three months but that's okay you don't need like you know bourbon's one of those flavors if you ever had a bourbon you're like i know this <laughs> you is still remember from a mile away right like you don't need a ton of time in a bourbon barrel, especially like a fresh, wet one, um, to get that bourbon, the bourbon note out, out of oh, this. So, we got fresh, wet ones. We got meat juice. This is a <laughs> podcast to remember. Um, that was one of the things I, I wasn't going to ask you, but since you kind of brought it up, Harrison, you said three months, not that long. Do you know? Uh, maybe not like is that close to average for when we start seeing like bourbon barrel stouts everywhere is there an average is it like you is three months like a a light amount of time do you usually do it longer and maybe just in your experience how often would you guys sit in a barrel for really like i think what a lot of breweries do now um is they'll about a year about a year and i say about a year because from a production side, what you're going to do is essentially what we did at Yosemite Creek is we'd brew Leon, our Russian Imperial Stout, let's say. We brew it every November. We bottle it every December. And then half that batch or however much we decide, we wouldn't bottle then. We would put in barrels then. And then next December, we would bottle that as we're brewing fresh Leon. So... It just kind of so then you could release like the bourbon barrel age version and the non bourbon barrel age version, but they were a year separated in terms of when they were actually brewed. So, um, and a lot of breweries do that. It's kind of like now today's the day we're brewing our crazy stout, half's going into barrels, half's going into bottles of being sold fresh. Um, so, and again, you kind of see that a lot. I know um, that's a, I mean, KBS is very upfront that it sits for 12 months and bourbon uh barrels but cbs when they used to make that that was uh, that was always touch and go that was part of the barrel master's job or i'm talking about founders of course was to go and taste those beers because i remember when i went 
to founders, they were, and I asked them that question, how long does CBS sit in those barrels? And I was told that it, it, it depends. Like we're kind of looking for a flavor profile. Sometimes it's eight months, sometimes it's seven, sometimes it's 10. We're pulling little samples out of those barrels every week and seeing how they're tasting. And then if they're good to go, they're good to go. And you just set up the bottling schedule and, and make it happen. So if you have the ability to do that and, and are really going for a flavor profile, that's another way to approach this. And at that point, it, it doesn't, the time is less of a factor and it's more about, okay, this is ready to go now. And, uh, and then you bottle it up. We do that a little bit too. But so again, usually a year, so, but three months is fine. I mean, again, it's, it's what do you, what's your goal? What do you want it to taste like? And um, if you're on top of it and tasting those barrels, um, time shouldn't really matter. So I think that's probably the most poetic, but also correct answer, right? Like three months is good. A year is good, but ultimately it's up to like, there's a, there's a talented and skilled person behind right. that that's making a decision like this is good this is ready or we should wait a little bit longer yeah exactly right yep yeah i, I agree i mean yeah yep sure i mean it's like any any skilled job it's up to that the people there making the decisions and that's really what you're you know we say we love certain breweries but we're kind of saying by saying that as you know, the people that make the beer and are in charge of watching it and being a steward of it big fans of those those folks and you know hoping they whatever are drinking their beer empowers them to say awesome we nailed it we pulled that dragon's milk out let's do it again in the same way next time um but this is whoo this is delicious john oh my gosh what a way to uh to end the episode excited to wrap this bad mamma jamma up what a year and let's hold on a little we haven't even covered the year in beer yet okay i guess we can can sip on this a little longer or i mean you're right you're right so we've already had two beers haven't even covered here in beer my goodness okay so um i think it's probably a good time to take a look at our own years and beers and see who won ah uh. I don't think it's a contest this year, John. Yeah, I mean, of course, it's never a contest. But um, <laughs> honestly, I probably couldn't compete with most of our listeners either. But maybe like just between me and you, we can compare our numbers a little bit. Okay. But if we're going to do that, I say we dive back into your bag and let's get another beer. Let's keep okay. going. I got a special one for this. The one that I told you not to look at at all. Okay. All right, so this is the one. look to your left or right, feel for the wax sealed beer, and then uh, pull that onto the screen and into your view and let everyone know what we're going to be enjoying. Oh, for. no. Yeah. Um, what have you done? What have you done to me? We may be recording this on a Wednesday, but it just became a Black Tuesday up in here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, people listen to this any other day of the week will not be laughing, but that's okay. So, <laughs> yes, and you have one too. It's not just me. You got something in your bag. What's a little bit different than mine? That's true. Harrison and I are going to be enjoying uh, some of the Black Tuesday variants from the Breweries Reserve Club, and 
if you're watching on YouTube, if you're not, this might be the time to check out because you're going to get to watch Harrison and I both struggle with opening a wax sealed beer. I'm going to go. I'm going to try. I need, I'm like, I've got my blowtorch out um, while I'm doing this. So I have, I'll read, I'll talk about the beer while I'm just trying to open it as opposed to actually, I'm just going in, going in. John's already got his blade. John may be talking about his before I talk about mine. It's kind of a race at this point. Where's my other um, man? Here we go. <laughs> Well, watch Harrison cut his finger off on live television. Yeah. Do podcasts have medical coverage? We'll find out. Um, so There's, I'm not, I'm not going to read and do this at the same time. Nah, that's smart. Maybe uh, <laughs> if we edit this, maybe we can like turn it into a speed reel <laughs> until the blood starts flying. <laughs> You're right. The speed reel of you running, grabbing your thumb, going white as a sheet, blood splattering everywhere. <laughs> Running towards the back of the room. What are all the paper towels for? Near the door. Oh, man, this is a thick, this is thick wax. Yeah, this works out a lot thick. differently than I anticipated when I, I would have just opened it before we started recording. <laughs> I, if I, was I, that, I was like, yeah, that's cheating. We've never done that before. Why would I do it now? So the yeah. brewery is not not lacking on their wax game. That's for sure. Here, I know how to do this. I'm a professional. Um, no, if you saved this, you could re-wax like six beers with it. Oh, wow. But yeah, so as John mentioned, these are variants, and this is a gift to us. So this is kind of crazy. John knows a little bit more about it than I do, but from what I recall, so so the Reserve Society Club, it's a members-only club, allows access to purchase some of the more exclusive beers the brewery makes. So we should all know Black Tuesday. We have a bunch of variants of John said that beer. These are shared with us back in 2022 when the world was, you know, obviously extremely different um by jacob pincus so jacob thank you sorry it took so long to get to these beers we had all kinds of plans and then again the world uh, said Kept no changing. you don't yeah. no, no you don't so we had to wait but figure the finale of this season would be a great time to spend 40 minutes sawing the top of these things off so we're doing that now and Golly. I'll give you an update. Here's about where I'm at right now. Wow, I chose to crazy. start with uh, the same pocket knife that got me through my military career. Is now say. my bottle opener. It's old, but um, it's for me, here. there's there, <laughs> there's probably I don't know a hundred ways you could do this. Harrison mentioned a torch, um, which this isn't is entirely wrong. The most important thing I that I'm this. always concerned about, and I picked this up from Mike, who was on like the second episode we ever recorded of this right. podcast. Um, he always wanted to make sure that you didn't have any wax underneath the cap over here, because then when you go to open it, you'd push that wax and it could get into your beer. That was his biggest. Right fear and it's now my biggest fear so now that i've got the wax off that one side i'm just gonna pop it open with a regular bottle opener and i'm gonna hope that it doesn't explode all over my christmas sweater that's right i'm hopefully not too carbonated but um and yet oh little pop little pop i heard it yeah actually we did we did pretty good we got we got the label off clean and clear uh no wax fell in now it's oh now we gotta taste this monster yeah it is a monster it is no joke this beer so while harrison's finishing up i'll give you a little bit of a rundown on the beer that that i'm gonna try and finish before i fall asleep on the podcast Uh, (laughs) so this is the black tuesday 
spicy island version from the brewery. It comes in at 19.2% as their Black Tuesday beers do. So that's the highest ABV beer we've had on the podcast in its history. This one ranks 4.33. It's only been checked in 1,800 times because like Harrison said, you have to be a member of the brewery special reserve club to get the option to buy this beer. It doesn't guarantee you the beer. It just guarantees you like a place in line. And so this one, the description is an imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels with pineapple and habanero chili peppers. This was inspired by our brewer's love for kicking back and sipping classic tiki drinks treated with habanero and pineapple. This imperial stout earns you a one-way ticket to Spicy Island. And, well, I wish I I had the ability to share this with everyone, but... I mean, we're coming right off of Dragon's Milk, which is a which is a consistent banger of a of a bourbon barrel stout. Let's see how Spicy Island does. Oh, son of a waffle! <laughs> son of a waffle! Waffle! <laughs> Thanks, Harrison. Wow, dude, there's a lot of wax on that beer, but it is. It's conveyed in that sip that every little detail was painstakingly measured when they were making this beer, putting it in the bottle, and then keeping it in the bottle for, I assume, I don't know what the date is on this, but it's got to be at least two or three years in here. Yeah, by now. Smooth yep. and not overpowered, right? I get a little bit of a little bit of heat that leaves. Like after the sip, I'm left with like a little residual heat. And then the pineapple is there. Like identifiably pineapple up front which is i expected to get exploded with heat and this is this is this is good nothing needed no french press needed for this beer amazing all right i cracked i got mine open um so let's talk about mine like we break down black tuesday samoa so just the so from the brewery again 90.2 percent as john mentioned it uh, 1,459 total check-ins, about 1,271 unique, um, nine this month. Interesting. It carries a 4.38 rating on Untapped, and simply says Black Tuesday Samoa's brewed to resemble our favorite chocolatey coconut Girl Scout cookie. This imperial stat was born from the winning treatment at our 2018 Black Tuesday treatment tournament. Thanks, GJNPS. Cheers to 10 years of Tuesdays. Um, and a little bit more on the beer itself. So it's Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels with toasted coconut, co- cacao nibs, vanilla, maple syrup, and graham cracker. So vanilla and graham cracker. We spoke before about how you can use vanilla to kind of mimic the graham cracker flavor in beers. Doubling down. So I'm looking for vanilla. Let's see what happens. I've got it in my cool hop culture glass. Oh, I wish you could share that with me. You can, this is, okay. Ooh. Oh, wow. Black Tuesday is one of the best stouts out there, which is no news to anybody, but um, it's been a little bit since I've had it. Ooh, it's very warm. (laughs) So you get like chocolatey, gooey. There is that little coconut note. And I'm hunting around for more vanilla, but this is like the epitome of a beer you should like sit with 
the whole night and just this if you're in a rush not the time for this beer this is ready to go out to the pool with his dad yeah that's right not a shower beer no one that's the wax is there to slow you down if you don't have time to open the wax this is not the night for this beer um but wow this is uh yeah i mean this is more your your expertise the pay like the crazy stouts that have so much stuff in them so i feel a bit out of my element but i can tell when something's delicious and tastes like dessert that's my element dessert um (laughs) actual (laughs) anything cake or cake adjacent uh man this is um let me go over one more i'm hunting for that vanilla that's really all i want and this will be complete hmm Whew. Yeah. Wow. Golly. Yeah, this is dangerous. This, and I tell you what, like 19.2, but yeah. like no heat. There's, I'm not getting any heat on mine. Now, yours has heat, spicy peppers in it, so that might be tough. heat on purpose. Yeah. Okay. But man, like, oh boy, this would be a beer where it'd be like, oh, do we drink it already? That's fun. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm asleep. I'm on the ground. <laughs> The the <laughs> amount of like perceived alcohol in this beer compared to Dragon's Milk is about the same. Only it's nearly double. It's nearly double. This <laughs> <laughs> like this is a this is like a, a beer equivalent of like a, a twenty year single malt scotch. This is sure. as you point out to Harrison. This should be something that like you could uh, was it three hundred and fifty mil bottle. This should last yeah. you an, an entire Christmas story, Die Hard, uh, National yeah, Lampoons. Exactly. Like this is a whole Christmas movie in one beer. Easily, oh yeah. And again, we, we talked about it a lot. I wish sometimes the podcasts were five hours long, but nobody else wants that. But if they were, we drink beers like this and just kind of because it's going to take in twenty minutes. This will be a completely different beer. True. That's so wild, um, and so often. I think about that sometimes, not enough to keep me up at night, but man, did I drink that beer too quick? Because if I had waited, maybe there was more of a story here that I'll never get to know because I was rushing through it. So not going to do that right now. Pouring instead, decanting. What are we doing? Yeah, you tell me. Instead, well, you still take your time because um, we've got some stats to cover. Oh, that's uh, right. We haven't even, I like, this is a, a, a legitimate first here. I haven't, well, I don't think Harrison knew about the surprise beer, uh, but also we haven't even talked about our years and beer, years and beers, beer years. We haven't even talked about our beer years. Our yibs. Yes. Show me your yib. (laughs) (laughs) We know each other well enough. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it a hundred times before. (laughs) I remember it last year. It's probably not much different. Yeah. Um, But I'll start, I'll start off and say that I let myself down. (laughs) <laughs> and I proxy all of you because I think I promised I was going to hit a certain achievement. And if you remember it, then you can call me out. If you don't, then yeah. shame on you. But I was going to hit a certain achievement and I fell short. I checked in 196 beers in 2021. And that's less than I wanted to. How about you, Harrison? I actually did 287 this year. Oh, which- I'm, I think I'm happy with. Yeah. 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 You know? Okay. And uh, game's over. Uh, moving <laughs> on to that. <laughs> going better. Tonight, the bat- Robin becomes Batman, I guess, or something. I'm too early for that. 
Maybe like, we'll see. We'll one point to Harrison in this thing that isn't a competition. <laughs> Legally can't be, but let's keep going and keep keep score. Um, okay, so yeah, so all right, fine, I win there. What was your average rating though? I was curious about this because we're well, we're both we both love beer. We get to drink a lot of really good beer. You know, we kind of it's funny. You know, if you're on Untapped, I, probably a, a general statement I can say is you just like good beer. So we're self-selecting for good beer. So we're probably rating higher because we get and go and drink good beer. So anyway, um, but I was kind of maybe yep. surprised where mine was. So where did you end up with? Well, I did three. Now, 4.37 was my average rating. So everyone's wow. great in Harrison's world. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I drank. I, I know that I drank a Bud Light this year. Um, not enough to earn the All America badge. We're still working on it. I promise. But um, we know. I, I usually won't check those in. I'll check into the beers that I that I really want to remember. Um, and so my average rating was four point three five. Two hundredths of a point behind you, you son of a waffle. <laughs> well, I guess technically that means that the beers you drank, not only did you drink more of me, but you perceived them all to be better than the beers that I drank. You um, had a great year. That's I, I, I got some slack for giving uh, Yingling a higher rating uh-huh. uh, earlier in the year when I was camping. And whoever it was, I can't remember your name, but you're right. It may not be worthy of the rating that I gave it. But a lot of times when I rate a beer, it's like, I'm rating the whole atmosphere and what I'm feeling exactly. at the moment and how the beer is contributing to exactly. it. And that's right. why I use untapped. So that's right. You cannot rate a beer in a vacuum. It's impossible unless you're in the vacuum. And then <laughs> I would be trying to find a way out, finding air. Should we do Next year beer? when we're in space. Right. Next that's year right. when we're in space, we'll do right. it. I know a lot about vacuums from all the research I did with space. I spent a lot of time on the Hoover website until I realized it was not the right kind of vacuum. Um, all right. So, <laughs> This is something fun we've done every year. Well, as far as I can remember, they've been doing beer and beer since 2018 now. And one of the um, things they we always call out is the first check-in of the year. Do you remember yours? I mean, you have it in front of you now, but tell me about it, John. First check-in, what was it? I wouldn't have remembered it if it wasn't for this. It was a beer called Coffee Stout from New Glarus Brewing. Mm. And... I, I I didn't I remember having the beer. I, the picture helped to remember where I was. But what I remember about that most is it came from a really good friend of mine named Ryan, who was from the New Glarus area of the world. Yeah. He was the first person to kind of pirate me a spotted cow, and then he was able to bring me one of their coffee stouts as well. And uh, so thanks, Ryan. I, that first beer of 2021. Um, what was yours, Harrison? Yes, so mine was named after the legendary Rowdy Roddy Piper. Beautiful. Um, exactly right. Of wrestling fame, but also from the amazing cult classic, They Live. If you haven't seen that movie, <laughs> everybody should, especially now or whatever that means. Christmas movie, uh, yeah. That's right, perfect Christmas movie. But it, the beer itself was called Rambunctious Roderick Piper from Divine Barrel. Um, great logo too, had his cool kind of kilt on it. And there was, I took a photo with sunglasses. Sunglasses are a very important part of they live as I hope everybody knows. That was a fun, could have, I couldn't remember it's my first second of the year, but, uh, it was, so that was cool to look back on. Ooh, 
And let's talk a little bit about change, John. So you said last year, last year you had a heck of a year for check-ins. I, I fell just shy. Last year, I had 297 check-ins. This year, 196. So I dropped by 101, um, which is great if you're writing a Dalmatians movie, but... <laughs> We're trying to lose weight. Arguably um, not great if you're, if, you're, if you're trying to level up all your untappedness. So this year was a much more selective year for me. It was It was weird for all of us and for me as well. I feel like I left my house three times, so... Uh, beer didn't carry the same sort of social uh, bonding and fun that it did before. That's what I'm going to blame it on. I dropped 101 check-ins this year. How many did you drop, Harrison? I gained about 100 and something. I had a 171 last year, 287 this year. And that's probably because last year I did what everybody did. And we talked a little bit about it on the podcast last year where we saw brands like Sam Adams and Sierra Nevada, kind of comfort brands, if you will, really grow in the uncertainty of the world, going to something you could rely on. And I did that. I drank tons of Sierra Nevada last year. Um, I don't know why, if I was constantly doing it uh, or not, just because of the state of the world, but I drank a lot of it. So in terms of, you know, I try not to check in every Sierra Nevada pale ale I have. Every once in a while, I'll do it. Um, so this year, though, it was all about trying new things, and we were really lucky to host a lot of cool virtual festivals that got us cool beers and got beer boxes and all that stuff. So I just had a lot more beer I'd never had before this year, just just by happenstance, which uh, which is cool. So I happened to grow a little bit, um, which is I need to catch up to you. Anyway, you're way ahead of the lifetime. This is a good year for me. I'm working, I'm chipping away, catching John. Yeah, it's, it's good. So that makes me feel better. This was like my Michael Jordan's going to go play for the White Sox for a little bit. <laughs> uh, right. What about uh, this? Isn't okay. So you're winning handedly. You've got me in beer check in growth. You've got me in ratings. You've got me in check ins. You've got me three to nothing. So you're actually Michael Jordan in the finals right now. Um, one of them okay. that you know i think that was actually food poisoning uh wow. well that's what that's what the the new rumor is it wasn't the flu it was utah trying to hold him down but you can't hold down the greatest that's right. anyways yes. this isn't a michael jordan podcast but it could be <laughs> um so what about your top ranked beer over last year and we'll say you get a point if it's a lager all right. Well, then I'm happy to take another point. So my top beer from 2021 was Old North Premium Lager. <laughs> That's great. Old North Beer Company. And so Old North, if you don't know, it's kind of a brand under the High Wire brands, High Wire Brewing Company. It's just like a, a brand of theirs. It's a single premium lager, comes in 12 packs or pounders. And I had it. And it was amazing. It was like everything you want out of just like an approachable, drinkable, delicious lager beer um, for like $13 or 12 packs. So that's tough to do for a craft lager. Um, and yeah, I just remember getting gobs back when I enjoyed it and being like, this is this is exactly what I wanted this beer to be. This is amazing, um, which is fun because it's sometimes you're disappointed. Sometimes you're like, holy cow, this is better than I thought. Those are all fine. When something really nails it right in the head, that's a different kind of exciting, a bullseye, if you will. Um, so hats off to Old North and those guys crushing it. 
my uh, number one beer 2021. What about you, John? Another point to you, if you can drop one in the lager bucket, what do we got here? I, I knew what year it was the whole year. Um, <laughs> and my top beer for 2021 was from New Anthem Brewing. It was called Eats Guitars. Yes. It was it's still probably one of my in my top five of beers that i want to drink again it was a double dry hopped lager and i ended up drinking so much of that that i actually went down to the brewery and bought a keg and then bought a kegerator on the back porch so that i could have (laughs) it like on draft and Uh, then there was one time when i showed up i think to change kegs and the brewer at new anthem was like hold on i've got something for you and he presented me with one of uh, like a framed label art that they no use way. for that beer and I, that's when i knew i had a problem but, <laughs> uh, i was like thank you so much this is amazing uh i i, I love and adore new anthem yeah. i think they're incredibly talented but it was also something where my wife was like do they you think they give that to everyone? Or maybe <laughs> what does this mean? What's the context? This Never mind. Here? Never mind. It's okay. great. We got a new thing to hang on the wall. Y'all go buy stuff for the wall. I, I brought something home for the wall. Yeah, I'm right. I'm doing stuff for the family now. Now let me go <laughs> cool this keg down. Uh, <laughs> that's great. That's that should be like five points. Could if if, sure. if if your top ranked beer wasn't a lager, you should be doing some soul searching right now. That's right. Some yoga on the mat. Just drink the lager closest next to you, and you'll you'll be fine. You'll make yeah, it. I'm proud of work. Oh man, wow! And there's a couple. What was your top four? Quick, let's zip through that. The next top four. What no, would you enjoy? <laughs> would you enjoy here, John? <laughs> um, less less lagery. We'll just say. Um, so two of them were from Smooge. And there's maybe an argument that that's not really beer, but I don't care. If you've ever had Smooge's strawberry banana or a pina colada, you understand. Um, no. I only drank sips of them. Um, then it was Vitamin C's Sour Pipe Project. They did a blueberry pancake beer that I thought Ooh. was absolutely fab. Give it a five stars. And uh, one of the beers I talked about on the podcast from Homes Brewing, yes. Deep Depths. Uh, which was a, a, a fruited sour, and that was also Holmes Brewing is amazing, and also related. Like Holmes Brewing and Smooge yes. are kind right. of cousins. So, uh, good job, Michigan. Good job, Michigan. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what about what about you, Harrison? What are you leaving and what are you leaving dangling there? If they're all right. loggers, I'll give you an extra point. Uh, not all, but I you know, so. I had, so Neshaminy Creek's John, which is their pale ale. I was able to get my hand on a six pack of that again. Missed that beer. You screw it once a week for a long time. Happy to, but can't get it anymore. So that was cool. I went over the top with that on the rating side. Drummond's Porter that we had on the show. Yeah. Um, this year, just love that Porter. I just, I, I dig it. Um, the Wuha got y'all in checks. Check from, was that from Heist? From Heist, and that yeah. was an event you and I did with Lowe's and Heist, enjoying some killer beers from Charlotte with Lowe's Foods. So that was um, that beer was awesome. That whole event was great. And then, funny enough, I have a non-beer in my top five as well. Birds of Paradise from Graft Cider. So we yeah. got to hang out with the Graft guys um, on the Go Hard Fest, did a virtual happy hour with them as well. So they're doing some amazing stuff said it before i'll say it again 
most innovative cidery out there. I mean, they're just, if you want to kind of have your mind blown, they have a barrel aid series. They, have all, they do all kinds of things that you don't think of when you hear cider. It changed my entire outlook on what ciders could be. And um, that was that was cool. So happy to see it again in the top five because it definitely was one of the most impactful things I, uh, I had this year. Stuff graphs stuff. Uh, Cooking definitely, up. definitely hitting the Johnny Appleseed badge next season. Right, got it. We got it. We will. Don't worry. We and probably with craft. We'll see. A lot of great cideries out there. We had a few on that uh, that Go Hard Festival that was like, whoa. We are sleeping on what could be the most exciting part of the craft. What alternative movement? Yes, I think was the the term, which I absolutely love. I think it. I think it works. There was there was some cideries. There was some meaderies uh uh yeah yeah (laughs) i I guess technically two seltzers made it into my top five and is that something i would brag about at like a craft brewery i might not i might not lead with that but i would back it up i think that there's talent in those cans and bottles and i don't care what you call it or what your history is if it's delicious it's delicious you get to watch John's reaction. It's on YouTube somewhere. The video of that whole show. Oh, gotcha. Going, oh, it just, it was great. It was great to see, <laughs> great to see John getting blown away. Um, but they were good. I mean, they were wild. It was right. It was a trip. It was one of those moments. And I'll remember too, having those, those smooches. Cause it was just unlike anything I'd ever had before. So. Well um, said. Yep. Cool. All right. Let's jump into beer styles. So we're looking at how many different styles enjoyed last year. What say you, John? Where'd you land? For me, I tried 72 different styles out of a possible 225. Wow. Well, you beat me here. I'm only at 70. Close, though. Oh, wow. That's close. Neck and neck. What was your okay? What about top style for you? What was it? I have a guess, but. You're probably right. It was a fruited sour. Good stuff. Mine what was, what was your IPA? Because I'm oh. just the most average. You are untapped. I am untapped, which was all right. It's also the top beer style across all of untapped was IPA <laughs> followed by stout and then sour ales. So we're all both kind of up there. Okay. With the, the beer world, um, which is good since we are where we have a podcast that talks about beer. True. So we're kind of. Uh, Kind if it was in, both amber, if we both hit amber ale, we'd probably be in a rough place. Alt beers again. They're coming back. <laughs> um, here's a Okay, so right now, for those of you playing along at home, I have six points and Harrison has eight. Okay, good. Because we did five, five points for the lager. I'm making all this up as we go, but I'm still <laughs> down by two. And we're coming into how many breweries did you try last year? I'll start this off uh, as my as my uh, untapped year and beer loads up right now. I'm at 119 different breweries. I am at 116. <laughs> ah, dang it! Robin's back, back in my tights. Well, you're still ahead. I don't, and we got one one final point to earn, I think. So okay. we'll see. But with the venues, uh, I drank from 119, which is only three more breweries than you. Wow. Dude, we were close this year. I know. Makes sense. We do drink a lot of the same beers <laughs> um, because of this podcast. 
on average, Untapped tells us each uh, Untapped user checks in beers made from 21 different breweries. So, I mean, yeah, we do the podcast for them, and we it is kind of our job to drink beer. Um, but it's it, we crushed in that regard, especially for not traveling. I think I left North Carolina twice this year. So, yeah. um, but speaking of that, locations. You are a family man, you're a father, you're a husband, you you never should leave your house. You should be going to Home Depot, the school, and then back to home. So I think I've got you beat in locations. I checked into 23 different venues in 2021. Well, well, well. How the turntables have turned. I checked into 41 venues. 41. Double me. A lot of drinking in the Home Depot parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Not as much in the school drop-off lane, but not good. None. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, so I don't know how that happened. A lot of virtual – well, I mean, part of it was a lot of virtual locations. So a lot That's of cool, cool virtual events this year got to enjoy and check into ton of them so um happy about that those are the best trips the ones you don't even need to leave your chair that sounds sad (laughs) it does but also comfortable right it sounds comfy too like it sounds sad like you should like go do travel backpack across rome or something but also drink a lot of good 116 different brewers from home mostly home 41 different places never mind Right. Um, I think that puts you definitively. That's nine points for you against my six, and I can't. I don't think I can earn. What do? What other things come with a year in beer? Well, I think the well, it's mostly just actually. There is one good one. Well, first of all, we should pause for a moment on the friends section, and let's just make sure we both got this correct. So, in 2021, your top drinking buddy was who, John? It was you, Harrison. It was you. It was, and it was you as well for me. Did it again this year. Well, that's pretty good. Okay, so we did. We conquered that from last year. I think it was my wife, and that's not anything you should be embarrassed of, unless my wife is your drinking partner too. Then we need to talk. But, um, (laughs) but I'm I'm, I'm happy that I finally turned it around, and my my best drinking friend was you, Harrison. I know that's likewise. Yep, good. All is right with the world again. And then probably the the last one, which may be the most significant, although tough to track for sometimes, is badges. Let's finish with this. Let's just go with total number of badges earned this past year. John, what do you got? This year, I'm down from last year quite a bit, but this year I was 264. Woo! Which is an even number, and that might be worth extra points to some people. Uh, these rules are changing a lot. <laughs> uh, but regardless, you did you, you beat me by 20. I was 244 this year. Also down a lot from last year, which is interesting. Um, again, okay, fine. Still a fair amount. Fair amount of badges. But last year, I think I had like 400 and something. I don't know what I was doing, wow. how I was doing it. Um, I think you did too. Um, we were really crushing it last year on the badge game. This year, maybe it was more about leveling up badges than 
new ones. There's nothing new data to support that, but... Once you unlock a lot of badges, then it just turns into a level grind. And as we know, the badge part of Year and Beer is worth 100 points. So I'm right. sorry to say that you lost again. Uh- <laughs> Did I? I'm glad you're keeping score. That seems... <laughs> You're like the bank at Monopoly. How do you have all the 500s? Well, you, I suppose to get. <laughs> you can have a 10. You can have a 10. That's what everyone gets a 10. That's great. Interesting. A lot of taxes. Um, I, that That is, I, I, I love seeing that and kind of, it makes like my year in Untapped. It always leads me to get more excited about next year. And it kind of reminds me, like, I don't just check these beers in to for for nothing right i check right. into them so that i can remember what my first one was i can remember that ryan shared that beer with me from wisconsin um and it's nice at the end of the year to get kind of re- reminded in this beautiful chart of of all the beers i've drank i wish it was a way i could look at like all my top rated lagers really easily hmm. well if you want more information john you can always become an insider which you are and i am and that's fine. But if you guys are out there and really enjoying year and beer, becoming an untapped insider, you get access to this kind of data all the time. You can dive in, you can export data, you can do all kinds of stuff with it, learn more about what you're drinking, where, what you really like, um, all that stuff, um, which is, is pretty cool. So still time to join the insider program. Um, and like we talked about before on the podcast, we're doing more than ever with that next year. John and I have some ideas. Don't want to talk about them yet because if they don't happen, we'd just be here with sad memories. But maybe they will um, in terms of what that insider program could uh, features that could be added to it, cool things that uh, that could be involved. So keep listening, keep what you're doing, and we'll update you here. As we learn more about Untapped Insiders and data and cool things. But for now, go ahead and share your year in beer if you haven't yet on social media. Tag John and I, tag Untapped. I mean, I love to see this stuff. It's really cool to find out, again, how people have been enjoying beer over the past year. And um, yeah, if you were one of our drinking buddies, let us know. Love that. Yes. yes. Um, right? Please do. So, um, yeah, but this is this is great to look back. Really need to work on my badges next year. I don't know if I have a goal. It's tough to set one, but maybe I mean I was so close to to three hundred. I'm like thirteen check ins away. Ugh, do I say twenty twenty two three hundred or bust? Maybe I do. Maybe I am. It's a soft bet, a soft goal. I don't know. I- as a guy that's failed many gym routines and diets, <laughs> I'm going to set my goal to 250 check-ins next year. There you go. I should just make it like 50. Um, and then as soon as I hit 50, I'll, everyone after I'll feel really good about. Like if your workout routine is like go brush your teeth, you're crushing your you're workout crushing. routine. That's a, that's a strategy that we should employ more you're often. Overachiever. You're right, it is. It's all about setting that goal low enough where you can – basically do it in your sleep and then you're nothing but an overachiever yeah so, feel like a champion a lot of good life lessons today speaking of life lessons i'm pretty cozy i'm very warm right now it's mostly this yeah. cardigan but also probably a good amount of these beers that we're enjoying but let's come here and let's let's or let's talk about what we came here to do one of the things a lot on the docket tonight we're doing great the beers are working but 
I know what everyone's probably waiting to hear a little bit about because we really haven't talked about it a lot this year is the Dragon Social League badge and where it is. I mean, where are we? What are we doing? But this is, of course, reserved exclusively for the finest of untapped users, our Dragon Socialites, we, you, whatever, collective we. Um, yeah. Let's do that. Before we do that, do you think maybe we could drink one more beer for this segment? I've I've got the perfect one. It's only available once a year. Uh, okay. Are you going back in your bag? Yeah, uh, well, let's check and see what old Sandy Claus left us. Sandy Claus. No, it's not. It's not. It's not Sandy Claus. Yeah, John, I dropped that off for you. What you, did you just say that Santa's made up? I'm not saying that, but I brought that beer for you tonight. Oh, this beer is if if we have a tradition on drinking socially, sure. it's this beer this time of year. Um, anchors Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's. And this looks slightly different than last year's, doesn't it, Harrison? As it should. Mm, so I'll give us a quick breakdown of this while you pour yours and jump into first tips. But yeah, so we're enjoying Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, our special ale from Anchor Brewing Company. It's a winter warmer, 7% again this year. And we keep saying this year, this year, this year, because this Christmas sale changes every single season. The recipe changes a little bit. Sometimes ABV goes up, goes down, and the logo as well. It's always of a tree. Um, and so this year, it's of the Western Joshua tree, which is supposed to represent the natural beauty of California's high desert. Um, and in terms of tasting notes, Rich, bittersweet chocolate, hints of raspberry, and light mulling spices, such as cinnamon, clove, nutmeg, and cardamom. So a dark, silky smooth brew to be enjoyed, holiday season. But yeah, it's a cool tradition. We ended last year, almost ended last year. I think it was like a second to last episode with this beer. Loved it. It's back. First sips, John. What do you got? What's happening in this year's edition after all these other huge, ridiculous beers we've had? Well, what are you able to taste? It's hard to taste anything. <laughs> it would probably have tasted different if we drank this an hour ago, but it's still it's still good. I, the thing that I want to say most about this beer is that it tastes really light, and I'm not sure if that's because I just drank Ooh. some giant giant stouts. Yeah. Um, but if you know, once I get past the fact that it that it doesn't bring as much body and heft as the last two beers we we drank, it I get that um, mulling spice. I yes. think you said, that's and that's that. like it tastes like. D- uh, please never listen to my beer review. But <laughs> it tastes like this would be good if you served it warmed up, Ooh. like uh, like like a hot finish wine or like something a, right like, like a what do they call that like a yule um oh what's it called a sale sure yeah so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. i um, hear you yeah yeah this is great i mean the same thing lots of mulling spices cinnamon and clovey kind of in there but this not like great. it doesn't like sometimes when i taste a christmas beer or even right. just a winter warmer i'll think like christmas fruitcake in this right doesn't I mean it doesn't necessarily put me in that place where I'm drinking like old Italian Christmas cookies. It, right. It doesn't bring that fruited 
holiday spice there's i don't for at least what i'm tasting right now bear in mind this is my fourth beer tonight um it tastes light and the spices kind of shine like Mm -hmm. um like that's that's what i'm getting the most of and it's really nice right now yeah very drinkable again we just had like a 20 percent beer but extremely drinkable (laughs) it's delicious it's kind of i mean again i loved it last year I think it's the perfect beer for this time of year. It's got those holiday spices to it. Like, it's what I kind of imagined a winter warmer tasting like. And then 7%, it actually hides that pretty well. Obviously, it's not crazy boozy, but if I had to guess, again, I've got 20% stout and coating my palate right now, but I would guess this being like 5%, but it's 7 So warm me up. Tasty stuff. I should note this is the 47th year they've done this, and this year um, some of the proceeds of the sales are going to One Tree Planted, which is a nonprofit dedicated to global reforestation, planting millions of trees across 43 countries. Pretty cool. So obviously, trees are a big part, part of this beer. Trees are pretty important. <laughs> we need them to live and breathe. Um, so hats off to Anchor for really, you know. Again, this is one of those cool beers. You can drink it and feel good about it and warm and fuzzy all over for many reasons. Um, beer aside. But as I mentioned, we had last year's Merry Christmas, Happy New Year as like one of the last beers of the season. Excited it's back on this year's Dragon Socially Badge. So if you haven't figured it out, like all the beers you're drinking right now, they're on the badge. So Dragon's Milk, Grab It, Badge, Level Up, these crazy Black Tuesday beers. Good luck. <laughs> you're, luck. you're probably out of luck Gosh, on those. Beer. That's good. I know. But the Merry, and then of course, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. This is all going to land on the badge. So let's talk about the badge, John. 2021, drinking socially. What do we know? What's happening? Let's, Big let's stuff. Kick us off. Let's Big stuff, Friar Elf. So <laughs> this year's drinking socially badge was earned and unlocked by almost 159,500 and some odd people which means probably by christmas uh or sorry by new year's with the addition of these four beers we'll see it unlocked by 160,000 of you fine individuals and it was shared on social media with over over a million people um so that's pretty cool those of you that earned the badge shared it with your friends and they were able to discover hopefully our podcast but also discover untapped and maybe chase their own craft beer journey so we break down this badge harrison we get a little bit more detail on this badge than we do and we normally talk about like the hopped up badge or something like that so yes let's start with something kind of easy in your data crunching super brain nerd podcast data collecting head that you've got there covered up in an elf hat mm-hmm. where where are people unlocking this badge the most like where in the world is it buffalo mainly it is not buffalo, <laughs> unfortunately good guess um so this wasn't too surprising look at the top 10 cities for this badge unlocked the most there are also three of the biggest uh collection of untapped users in the, the world new york city chicago and philadelphia so top three right there new york number one but philly and chicago really close to each other i thought it was pretty cool we always had we had fruz kolsch on this year in cologne germany jumped in to the top five 
That's it's cool. So cool. Just drinking the single beer. The home of the Kolsch. That's oh, great. Yeah. So Kolsch is pretty powerful uh, stuff. But then good to see Charlotte, North Carolina on there as well. Um, as a Nashville jump in there right at the, the top 10, which is cool. Again, one of those kind of exciting beer markets that's not gigantic, but still pretty, you know, got some great breweries. So that was nice to see them, uh, them on here this year. Yeah, I know we were excited to get Bearded Iris uh, from Nashville. So hopefully that helped out uh, some of our friends in Nashville get this badge for the first time. Um, What about, okay, so cities, New York's a big city, Philly's a big city. Those things kind of make sense. But what about like locations and bars? Was there like a specific venue that unlocked this? Like last year, I know we talked a lot about chicken and beer. Great place. Uh, if you're ever in the Atlanta airport, go to Chicken and Beer. They've got a great draft selection. It's better than, I think, most airports. But what about this year? Um, did we see any cool locations that were unlocking this badge the most? We did. We saw a ton. Um, places you'd expect, like well-known breweries like Oscar Blues, Brevard Taproom made the list, and Sweetwater, Burial, New Belgium, Trogues. All, almost all the high wires, but number number one, amazingly, was out of Jackson, Wyoming, Roadhouse Pub and Eatery. That's all I remember when we drank their beer. Yeah, <laughs> we both had we had two beers. We each had a different beer that episode. Yeah, which probably helped. So they've got a little bit of an edge having two beers that are, and I think they're both of them are available. I think all the time there or, you know, most of the time that we enjoyed. So hats off to roadhouse. Good stuff. Those beers are awesome. That was a really fun episode to again, not heard of them before smaller brewery and to be like, uh, what? This is great. Yeah. Jackson, you're saying Jackson, Wyoming was the, top venue for all the drinking socially badges that is it folks so it wasn't in new york or philly or anywhere else it was just sleepy little jackson wyoming and roadhouse pub and eatery jumping in to the number one spot number two yeah number two however which is pretty cool was a place called fru amdom so i'm imagining that's one of Fru's locations again in Cologne. So, um, man, that uh, that little Kolsch did a serious number this year on the wow. badge. That's good intel for next year when we plan this again. There's two questions I want to ask you about locations. One, Russia. There's please tell me that someone in Russia made it here on the list. And two would be Wilmington, North Carolina, where we've drank a lot of our beer uh, while recording and, and preparing for this podcast. Did you happen to see any locations from Wilmington, North Carolina, or from Russia that made that top 10? Yes. So for a while, Share House out in Moscow. Yeah, I remember them. Yeah. Number one venue. We had the Adroit Theory beer and they happened to, have, it was really hard to find and they happened to have it. Um, so, and like it was a part of a festival, I think, or an event and a lot of people checked it in. So that was like the number one location for a big chunk of the year was share house out in Moscow, which is pretty cool. And yes, thanks to us enjoying some high wire beer this year, 
uh, High Wire's Wilmington location made it on the list as well, um, which is pretty cool to see. Little old Wilmington there is one of the, the top venues to unlock this badge this year. So hometown represented, as the kids say, or something. Yeah, know. they probably say that. I don't know. I'm not on TikTok very much, but um, <laughs> okay. So we learned that the biggest cities in the world still have a lot of play. New York, Chicago, Philly get a lot of unlocks, but yep. like Cologne, Germany, Charlotte, Nashville, there's other cities that are getting a lot of unlocks for the badge. Really excited to hear the diversity in locations earning the badge. Jackson, Wyoming, come on. And so now the big kind of the reveal, the one that at least I'm most excited about, what is the beer? Which beer did we put on the badge this year that got the most unlocks? It's pretty cool. So we'll do the, I want to build it up a little bit. So I actually have the top 10, John. Ooh, okay. Okay. And so coming in at number 10 was the legendary Crush It Like Quint. There's some faint drums. Narragansett Lager. Grab yeah. it. That's with the Jaws here. episode. That was a lot of fun. I remember that. <sighs> Good times. After that, Mad Elf. So we had that. Um, we did the our, what did we call it? Large uh, plate? No, strong plate. Super plate. Wasn't well, super. Couldn't say super. Oh, live show yeah. we, we did. We weren't allowed to say super. Something. We weren't allowed to say super. Bowl. I think I just <laughs> <it>. <laughs> so yeah, great uh, plate. It was the great plate. plate. Yeah, great good plate. job. We'll probably bring that back next year. So anyway, that was number nine. Celebration. Not surprising. Jumping in here at the top ten, even though we did that only a couple episodes ago. But everyone's drinking that beer right now. Yep. Colossal Claude. After that, hanging out with that was so much That fun. was so cool. Those guys are so talented. Amazing animators. Amazing beer makers. All that stuff. Followed up after that is going to be Fru's Kolsch, so the Kolsch, strong and top 10. Anchor is Steam Beer. Nice. California. That was an early episode. That was the first episode, I believe, maybe, of the season. And yep. it's ending the season. Fun bookend thing happening there. Summer Bliss, one that you really love. We both did. But yeah. that was one of the surprising beers where we weren't quite sure what to think of it. Opened it up and quickly became a hit in the summer from New Belgium. Then Thick Haze from Oscar Blues is number three. And the top two, the king of the jungle, well, the ancient Jurassic jungle, King Sue, jumping in at number two from Toppling Goliath. And number one was Hazy IPA from Sweetwater Brewing Company. Wow. That was, which is pretty cool. Not terribly surprising, right? That like a Hazy IPA is at the top. Fair. Yeah, that's a tough market to stand out in the hazy IPAs. So hats out to Sweetwater for doing that, making a pretty serious impact on the hazy game this year. Um, one of the things I remember, I think I remember, kind of remember this point, about that yeah. beer, right? Really liking about it is that it was like six or six point two percent or something. If you can give me a nice hazy IPA, it's not seven and a half, it's not eight, it's not even seven or six and a half. You have a few of them sitting down at six. That was something that stood out to me going, oh, all right, this is good. It checks all the hazy IPA boxes, and it's not going to make me fall over. So um, good job, guys. Good job, listeners, drinking social lights, enjoying a bunch of hazies out there. There's a bunch of other 
it's a pretty cool beer it list. It means IPAs, lagers, Kolsch's, Mad Elf is in there. <laughs> true, true. I mean, it's really cool the the diversity of the beers that help people unlock the badge. Uh, obviously, we drank a lot of great beers this season. I did, yeah. Um, and Atlanta twice, two years in a row. They had chicken and beer in the airport, and now Sweetwater out of Atlanta, top Look out. beer. And I don't Look even. Out. That's not. Uh, anyways, Bravo Atlanta. We need to pay more attention to them I next guess year. So. Um, amazing. And cool. so I guess we go to the best beer of the week. Do you want to drink another beer? Or? I, 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 I don't know. We're not going to drink anymore. And I don't even think I could best beer of the week. Forget that. Let's just pick a best beer of the podcast, John, because we had a lot today. This is my like weekly allotment of beer anyway, sitting here <laughs> in front of me. Um, I'll pick one. I'll start. This is tough. And looking at, I'm going to say it was, eh, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Again, I, I mentioned earlier, hitting, when a beer hits it right on the head like Old North Premium Lager did, that's a that's cool. That's a, a rare thing to be right where you thought it would be. That beer tasted exactly like I thought it would. So that's going to be my favorite. Even though this Black Tuesday Samoa is like a whole, like I don't know enough about the world to understand how good this beer is. So. <laughs> Like I need to go search for my soul and walk. Drive the, the leftovers over here. Right, got it. John knows. John knows exactly what to do with it. But so they were all amazing. They're all amazing. It was very cool to have a classic, crazy German lager. One of the OG big, you know, imperial stouts. This insanely rare beer from the brewery, and then a standby. It's a little different every year. This is a perfect finish this season. But I'm going with Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. What about you, John? podcast beer today what was your favorite well we know it won't be the first one um although if we were cooking totally different answer it would be the first one um so but now i've got three hard decisions to make and i I should say black tuesday spicy island right because that Mm. beer had probably more man hours in it than the i don't know than a lot of beers i've had but I think I'm gonna honestly I'm gonna I'm gonna make a pick that I probably wouldn't normally. I'm gonna say Dragon's Milk because Ooh. I'm imagining like Christmas Eve yes. with my in-laws and family from out of town. And I think it's gonna be Dragon's Milk. It's gonna be the rest of that four pack that gets me through uh some hectic holidays where my shirt is running out of batteries and I'm sweating. So dragon's milk. And it was it was delicious. The original dragon's milk. It's probably yeah. been forever since you've had one because there's a bunch of variants. So uh dragon's milk, my best beer of the podcast. Ooh. But I'm 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 an embarrassment of riches on the episode tonight. So it really overdid it. So but that's okay. It's fun. It's a celebration. As I said earlier, every beer tonight was a dragon's milk in its own way, if I'm using that term correctly. Doesn't I think matter. you are now. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, we want to thank you all for listening to us this past year. It's amazing to drink and share our love of beer and untapped with each and every one of you. We appreciate all the outreach, the DMs, the Facebook group interaction, jumping in the comments and ever their posts about the podcast. It means a lot. We look at them all. Read them all. Respond to as many as possible. Um, so keep. I hope we keep it coming um, next season. We're excited to share a lot um, in the new year with you guys. 
And make sure if you haven't yet and you're interested, hit the follow button. Make sure you're following Untapped on Twitter, Instagram, or following or subscribe to this podcast so that you can be one of the first people to know when we do launch season five sometime in the middle of January. If you need more beer content in the meantime, make sure you check out Untapped's YouTube channel because it is full of it. That's right. Until then, as they say, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. That's why they call it the present. Hopefully your friends this year come in a bottle or a can. If they don't, get better friends. Just kidding. Ask for a gift card. Use the Kubago podcast. That's not what this is spoke for. Anyway. <laughs> Until next year. <laughs> Cheers! Cheers! Oh my gosh, I need to pass me the Advil. (laughs) (laughs) The whole steak. Something something to slow this all down.